name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us, and for his sake grant us remission of all our sins, and by your Holy Spirit, Increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will and true obedience to your word to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given his only Son to die for us, and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God, and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. Amen.
to God on high. God, grant that the birth of your only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free from the bondage of sin. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the Nativity of our Lord Christmas Day is recorded in Exodus chapter 40. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, set up its boards, put in its bars, and raised up its pillars. And he spread out the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent on top of it as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark, inserted the poles through the rings of the ark, and put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle hung up the veil of the covering, and partitioned off the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. 
And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel, throughout all their journeys. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is recorded in St. Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 3. When the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father he has declared him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory, to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. 
and I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Merry Christmas. Today is a joyous day. The Son of God became man that you and I might share eternally in the fullness of God's love and become partakers of his divine nature, an eternal and a holy communion. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Did you notice the theme of glory in the readings? The glory of the Lord and the glory cloud of the tabernacle. Last evening, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, do not be afraid. And the glory of the grace of God which appeared that brings salvation. When the shepherds saw the glory of God shining about them and heard the angel of the Lord announce the birth of the Son of God in human flesh, their lives were forever changed. A radical change. A change that was formed and ordered by the grace of God, which governed them in their calling. The glory of the Lord illuminated the darkness of that Judean night and transported them, no doubt, as faithful Jews back to the Old Testament. The glory cloud. And a pillar of fire by night manifested itself in the announcement of Jesus' birth. This glory shone around them. The shepherds were terrified. But when the angel of the Lord spoke to them, do not be afraid. And when they journeyed to Bethlehem and beheld their Savior as a tiny little baby lying in a manger, then they knew then they knew that their sins were forgiven. Then they knew that the Lord was for them. Then they knew that the Lord would no longer be with them in curtains and wood and gold of an earthly tabernacle, but in a flesh and blood man, the eternal Son of God in human flesh. The Word became flesh. Now the New King James says, and dwelt among us, Literally, it's tabernacled among us. The apostle and evangelist John wants us to understand that that Old Testament tabernacle of wood and gold finds its fulfillment in the greater tabernacle, the eternal tabernacle, the Son of God in human flesh, the place, the location of God's saving presence. The Lord went with the children of Israel in the Old Testament. His presence was in the glory cloud that hovered over the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. The tabernacle was the place of God's saving presence. But when we celebrate today, what we are celebrating is that God, through whom all things were made, has become man. Just ponder that for a moment. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. All things were made through Him. Apart from Him was nothing made that was made, and in Him is life. And that life, the light of the eternal Son, that life gives light to all mankind. 
He became one with our flesh and blood. Think of that. To redeem us from every evil, from every sin. And he will never leave us. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. John says we beheld his glory, the glory of the eternal self-giving love when the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth, became one with our flesh and tabernacled among us. Remember at the end of John's Gospel, the first person to see the Lord Jesus resurrected in the flesh was Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons, and she thrust her arms around him. Wouldn't you? No social distancing in the flesh. That's what counts. God became man for you, and he went to the cross for you, and he will never leave you. There's no Christmas without the singing of hymns. It always challenges me, but it is one that I welcome, to select hymns that support the readings for the day and that fit with the sermon. Inevitably, especially during the divine service, I think to myself as the readings are unfolding, as we're singing the hymns, I should have chosen that hymn. <laughs> if I just chose every hymn I wanted, we would enjoy Christmas dinner later this evening. <laughs> One of those hymns that we weren't selected to sing today, but we will on Epiphany, is the Philip Nikolai hymn, O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright. That hymn of Nikolai, for which he was the author, had so many powerful and comforting lines. One such phrase in the middle of stanza five says, for Christ goes with us all the way, today, tomorrow, every day, his love is never ending. Taken by itself, the words are lovely, and the words are comforting. But when we sing such words at certain times in our lives, they can become indelibly etched upon the deepest parts of our heart and soul. Thirty years ago this month, we laid to rest Kara an 11-year-old girl from the congregation that I served in Iowa. She sang in the children's choir for lessons and carols a few days earlier. And she had died in what would otherwise have been called a minor car accident in Des Moines, Iowa, sliding on the ice, fender bender. Her father and mother, older sister and younger brother walked away unscathed. Kara died. The family is a faithful Lutheran family, and they walked away from the accident, and their heart was burdened with incalculable grief, as you can imagine. We sang, O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright, at her funeral that week after Christmas. I think of Kara her funeral, 
for grieving parents. And you might find the expression strange, but the tears of joy in our grief that were expressed on that day and through that hymn, O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright. And I think about it every single time I sing that hymn. Most importantly, I remember the meaning of the words that ties in with our gospel for today. You know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Those words, Christ goes with us all the way. In our grief, in our sorrows, in our struggle with sin, in the preaching of the gospel, in the call to repentance, in bearing patiently, as he does constantly, with our faithlessness, in supporting us with his love, in giving us, as he will in a moment this morning, his very body and blood, in never turning his back on us, even though we so often turn our backs on him. Christ goes with us all the way. Today, tomorrow, every day, his love is never ending. This is the meaning of the lofty words of the prologue to John's gospel for Christmas morning. The creator through whom all things were made has eternally joined himself to you in the incarnation of his son. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. People may not believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ or the Son of God in human flesh, but his sacrifice of love and the account of his incarnation, his suffering, death, and resurrection is the greatest story ever told. And as Puddleglum told the green witch in the underworld, this world, described by the evangelists and the apostles, licks the world of atheism cold. It is a great yet wonderful mystery that it is under the cross of grief and pain, brokenness and the struggle with sin, and the experience of our own mortality and the loneliness of a loved one's death that we learn to understand and believe and take the greatest comfort from our Lord's incarnation and crucifixion. It is in Jesus' birth and death that we see who God really is. It is in Jesus that we see the depth of God's love for fallen humanity. 
It is in Jesus that we see the grace and kindness of our Savior of which Paul spoke in today's epistle. It is in Jesus that we see that God is one with us in our sorrows, that he has taken up our infirmities, that he will save us, not by making demands of us that we could not keep, but by doing for us what only he could do. He bore the sin and the death. He bore the suffering and the loneliness. He went to the cross for us. He ever walks with us throughout our earthly pilgrimage that receiving his grace in our suffering, we might know ever more deeply and rejoice in the consolation of his love. He partook of our suffering that one day we might know the fullness of his glory in life with Christ that will never end. Little Kara enjoys that life now. We shall follow in her train. Christ goes with us all the way. Today, tomorrow, every day, his love is never ending. At the end of the earthly ministry of Jesus, recorded in St. Matthew's Gospel, he promised the disciples, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's saying the same thing, but in different words. Little did they know at that moment that their lives as apostles and evangelists would endure unspeakable suffering in persecution and martyrdom. But they would learn through their suffering that it was worth it and that what mattered most is that Jesus was with them and they were with him. And Kara's mother, on what would have been her 41st birthday, spoke exactly of these things. So even though we did not sing the hymn today, we take comfort in its final stanza. What joy to know when life is past. The Lord we love is first and last, the end and the beginning. He will one day, O oh glorious grace, transport us to that happy place beyond all tears and sinning. Amen, amen, come, Lord Jesus, crown of gladness. We are yearning for the day of your returning. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Word made flesh in the joyous celebration of your nativity, we have seen your glory. Your goodness and loving kindness have appeared to us. Grant us comfort and peace in the knowledge of your incarnation and a blessed new year of grace. Lord, in your mercy. Word made flesh in your holy gospel, we have seen your glory. Bless the preaching of the gospel from the altars and pulpits you have consecrated for the purpose of delivering your gift of faith, life, and salvation through the preaching of your word. Bless those called to preach. Guard them from harm. Grant that the light of your word may continue to illuminate the darkness of our world. Abide with those who suffer persecution for confessing the truth. Lord, in your mercy. Word made flesh by your sacrament of holy baptism, we have seen your glory. Make all the baptized confident to the promise given to them in the waters of holy baptism. Grant repentance to parents who have withheld the treasures of baptism from their children. Call to repentance those who have fallen from the faith. Give to all your people hearts welcoming of children. Continue to expand your kingdom through this blessed portal to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Word made flesh in your ongoing provision of daily bread. We have seen your glory. By your spirit, visit those who suffer, the sick, the sorrowing, the hospitalized, the poor, the destitute, the unemployed, the homeless. Remember those who have requested our intercessions. Bob Corso's sister Liz suffering with lung cancer those recovering from the coronavirus, Dwayne Perry hospitalized after several strokes, Bob Corso recuperating from a recent hospitalization, Carl Dewey in hospice care, Jeremy LaFour in his ongoing battle with ALS, Jim, Brian, Roger, Jill, and Allison in treatment for cancer, that they might not be given to despair, but entreat their Heavenly Father's protection even in times of great need, with confidence and joy. Lord, in your mercy. Word made flesh in your crucifixion and resurrection, we have seen your glory. Give comfort to those who grieve. Grant to all people a sure and certain hope in the resurrection of all the dead and eternal life for all believers in you on the day of your return. Keep us steadfast and faithful until that day, Lord, in your mercy. Word made flesh in your holy supper, we have seen your glory. From your humble entry into our world in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, to your first bed in a feeding trough, you set aside the honor you rightly deserve to bless us with your presence and to seat us at your table. As you now come to us humbly under the forms of bread and wine, bless us with a right faith that we might worthily receive your body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, in your mercy. Word made flesh. 
We give you thanks that of your mercy and compassion you become incarnate and have redeemed us from sin and everlasting death. Enlighten our hearts by your Holy Spirit that we may ever be thankful for such grace and comfort ourselves by it in all tribulation and temptation and at last obtain eternal salvation who with the Father and the Holy Spirit are one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Unto the Lord our God. It is It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, On the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. 
this still in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.